But Vashti knew the rules of disobeying the king. So I have to believe there's something. It has to be something there. She, I don't think she just took it upon herself to ignore the request of the king, knowing that she could very well forget about losing her position. She could very well have lost her life. So it had to be something for her to take that position. But no one ever tries to look that far because everybody's so focused on Esther with her beauty, which is, okay, she's beautiful, but so is Queen Vashti. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, 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 everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement. I hope and pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, before beginning, I'd like to start with giving all thanks, all praises, and all glory, and all honor to the Father. God Almighty, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Because without them, I am nothing. Because of Christ, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, including this podcast and this podcast episode. And once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, downloading, sharing, commenting, liking, following, or subscribing. I truly appreciate it even to those who just stop by to see what I'm doing. Yes. Nevertheless, I thank each and every one of you. Where I am at, the temperature is currently 56 degrees. And actually today is December 7th. And it's showing me that it's, um, yeah, it is 56 degrees. Hmm, feels kind of warm for 56. Um, So maybe it's a little hotter, but yeah, it's showing me that it's 56 degrees and it definitely is cloudy. And I am currently sipping on a cup of wild sweet orange tea, which happens to be at room temperature at this point. And of course, with my apple cider vinegar, my sweetener, my lemon juice, and of course, I think that was it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's what's in my cup today. In today's episode, I will be starting once again, a new series. And this new series is based on the book of Esther. 
I am not sure exactly how many parts it is going to be because when I kind of was doing it, I was like, okay, if I knock it out, I can do this in three parts. And then as I was beginning to try to put it into three parts, the Holy Spirit had me break it. <laughs> so it might be four parts. So, yeah. Okay. So I just hope and pray that I can, you know, not just start it, but, you know, finish it in a timely fashion because time sometimes is like, wow, it's, it, it can be tough. So I'm just hoping and praying for that. So, yeah. So in this particular episode, what you're going to hear is the first installment of that series, of course, which is entitled for such a time as this. Now that's one heck of a title. Hmm. So the name of this series is for such a time as this. And the name and title of today's episode is let another take her place. This episode will be covering chapters one and two of the book of Esther. Today's episode is inspired by the book of Esther. Once again, chapters one and two. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, depending on where you're at. And join me as we get into this episode. And also this episode is number 079. We're getting closer to 100. So yeah, so go ahead, you know, grab yourself something to drink, get yourself, you know, whether it's something hot or something cold. And then we will be right back to get started in this episode. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with Arlena. So yes, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you were able to go ahead and, you know, grab your favorite beverage. So yes, get cozy, sit back and just relax as, yeah, I take control of the wheel. So yeah. Now, the book of Esther, the first chapter starts out with, or the first chapter actually is kind of centered around the dethronement of Queen Vashti. But before we get to that, we are going to start by going through the circumstances that led to that actually happening. Now, King Ceres was the king of Persia and he reigned over 127 provinces that stretched from India to Ethiopia. In the third year of his reign, he held a feast for all his officials and servants and he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty. Hmm. Kind of reminds me, I believe it was King Nebuchadnezzar. Definitely was showing off. And it said, the Bible tells us that King Xeres held this feast for six months. 
That must have been one heck of a feast, six months. And when the six months of the first feast was over, he held another feast, which lasted for all the people who were present in Shushan. And this feast lasted for seven days. And it tells us that drinks were served in different golden vessels. You know, where they were served, the guests were served royal wine in abundance, according to his generosity. And one thing we can say about King Zarius, beside him being crazy, he was a generous man. In accordance with the law, the drinking was not compulsory. Hmm. The king ordered all officers from his household to do, you know, as they pleased. So in other words, they could do whatever they want. And of course, at the same time, while he was having a feast, Queen Vashti also had a feast for the women in the royal palace. On the last day of the feast, when the king was merry with wine, drunk, he requested that Queen Vashti be brought to him wearing her royal crown. Now, Queen Vashti was a beautiful woman and he wanted to show her off. He wanted to show off her beauty to the people and her officials or his officials. Queen Vashti refused his request by refusing to come to the king. And the king became furious. The Bible tells us that his anger burned within him. And of course, here he was, you know, kind of like with egg on his face at that particular moment, because here he's requesting for his wife to come to him so that he can show off her beauty. Kind of reminds you of the word trophy wife, doesn't it? But obviously the way he thought of her was not the way she thought of herself. She was above that. And he became furious and he was burning with anger within him. So of course, King Zeres consulted with the wise men because that's how they did things in their kingdom, you know, in that part of the world. Of course, they don't know that they didn't know anything about the God of Israel, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So this is how they did things in this particular culture. He consulted the wise men who understood. The Bible says who understood the times. Not sure what times, you know, that was, but yeah, <laughs> they understood the times. This was the king's manner of, you know, looking as to how to carry out law and justice. The wise men closest to him were the seven princes of Persia and Mede. They were ranked amongst the highest in the kingdom. The wise men asked, what shall we do to Queen Vashti according to the law? Because she did not obey or comply with the command of her husband, King Zarius. And of course, Memucan stood up and spoke before the king and the princes. And according to Memucan, Vashti had not only wronged the king, but also the princes and all the people who were in the provinces of the king. Now imagine that. 
King Xerxes was over 127 provinces. Now Vashti refusing to come to the king with his crazy request. And here comes Mr. Memnikan, who stands up and says that not only has she wronged the king, but also him and the other princes and all of the people who were in the provinces of the king. And some of those people probably weren't even in attendance. They believed that she was to be disciplined because if word got out about what she had done, all the women would then despise their husbands. Wow. He, oh boy. We, we going to get in a little more, you know, we're going to get into that a little more. So the wise men advised the king to send out a royal decree and to have Queen Vashti removed from her position as queen. And they said, let her position be given to another better than her. And of course, their answer pleased the king. At least for the moment, while he was still drunk and out of his mind. Both the king and the princes did according to the word of Memucan. Not according to the word of God, but according to the word of Memucan. And of course, Queen Vashti was disposed of her title and position as queen. That's very interesting. You know, um, he didn't even make the decision himself. He relied on his princes to make the decision for him, his so-called wise men. But how wise were they indeed? But of course, as there's a saying, everything that the devil meant for evil, God has a way where he can work it out for good. And that was in this case. Because this lady did not do anything wrong. But according to them, she did. And even if she disobeyed, the punishment, I believe, was not warranted. But then, yeah. So, of course, Vashti was disposed of her title and her position as the queen, as Memucan suggested. Because, you know, um, word couldn't get out that Vashti wasn't coming to her husband with his crazy requests. Because then if that's the case, then all the women would start disobeying their husbands, according to Memucan. And of course, the king agreed with him. So now, we enter into the part where now Esther becomes queen. And after everything was said and done and the king's wrath had finally subsided. He then remembered Vashti. Hmm. He remembered what she had done and what had been decreed against her. And the king's servants who attended him suggested that he search out the land for a young, beautiful virgin's to choose a wife from amongst them. Obviously, when he remembered her, he missed her. He realized 
he made a mistake. But back then, once a king gave his word, he could not go back on it. And clearly, King Zeres was used to giving um, crazy command or allowing people to make crazy commands and him signing off on it without so much as even giving it a thought for his own self. So, yeah. In Shushan, there was a certain Jew by the name of Mordecai, who was a descendant of Kish the Benjamite. Now, I do believe he was related to King Saul. I know Saul's father was... His name was Kish, and he was also a Benjamite. So he might be, you know, was related to King Saul. I didn't do any further research, you know, since I ain't that interested in King Saul. But he probably was. But not that it, you know, it mattered at this point. So Mordecai had, you know, raised his cousin by the name of Hadassah. And that is actually Esther's Jewish name. He raised her as his own daughter. Um, I believe if I remember correctly, she had lost both her parents during the, you know, when they were taken captive. The Bible also tells us that she was, she was very lovely and very beautiful. So not just in looks, but also probably in form and also in her, her, her personality, I guess, or her ways or mannerism. And when the decree for the search of young virgins was carried out, she was also taken away to the palace. Now, Haggai, the king's eunuch, was very pleased with Hadassah, who, of course, is Esther. So now I'm going to start referring back to her as Esther. And she found favor with Haggai, and he readily gave her beauty preparations beside her allotted allowance. Now, one of the things that I find interesting here that it says, because clearly all the women were beautiful, but it says here, or it tells us in the Bible, because that's where I took my notes from. It says that she was lovely and beautiful. It didn't say beautiful and then lovely. It said lovely and beautiful. So in other words, her character, her personality, her mannerisms you know, kind of matched her beauty. You know, we live in a world today where you see some of the most beautiful women, but a lot of them, they ain't lovely, much less nice. Well, they ain't nice so much less lovely. But Esther was both. And maybe that's the reason why she was chosen as well also. So yeah, she found favor with Haggai and he he readily began giving her those beauty preparations beside the allotted amount that was allowed per, I guess, per girl or virgin. And she was provided with seven maidservants. I could use one. And the best place in the house. Hmm, talk about favor. Kind of like the pretty privilege. 
But in her case, it was the favor of God upon her, not just her looks. Esther never revealed to anyone that she was Jewish or that she was related to Mordecai. For he had commanded, well, he charged her to not do so. And every day Mordecai checked up on Esther to see how she was doing and what was happening to her. And each one of the women had a turn to go into the king after they had completed their 12 months of beauty preparation. So after they had completed their beauty treatments for about a year, they were given turns to go in to be with the king to see if they would be the one. Mm. And they were treated for six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. When it was the woman's turn to go in to the king, she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the women's quarters to the king's palace. And they, they would go in the evening, whichever woman it was that was selected at that point to go into the king, they would go into the king in the evening and then they would return in the morning. And she would not go into the king again unless the king was delighted with her and called for her by name. Wow, that must have been a very tough position to be in. You know, it kind of reminds you of things you see in these days where you see, you know, one man and a ton of women, you know, vying for one man. But at the end of the day, if we are in Christ, you can vie for that one man. But if you ain't the one, <laughs> it's not going to happen. But, um, I mean, just imagine being in their shoes, you know, thinking that, okay, I, you know, I get my chance to go in to be with the king. But if he's not delighted with her, she's never to see him again. Thank God that our king, Jesus, is not like that. Thank God. And thank God, you know, he knows us not just by our name, but the amount of hairs that we have on our head. You know, thank God. You know, just thank God that I'm not part of, you know, that type of, um, what's the right word? I guess that type of society. That's, you know, where it's based on that because he probably wouldn't be pleased with me because, yeah, I'm a whole different, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not what you would consider a, tr um, uh, what's the right word? Like what America uh, or the world would consider as a certain type of beauty. No, I'm not ugly. I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, am I a supermodel? No, I'm not. However, I am beautiful. That's for sure. But just imagine being in this type of situation or environment. And we see this every day out there in the world. I mean, I don't look at television anymore, but you know, when I used to, there used to be something called the bachelor and now they got the bachelorette, I think where a hundred women are competing for one man. Yeah. 
So let's continue. And when Esther's turn came, she requested nothing but what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised her to take. You see, when you got God's favor on you, you don't, you don't need to take anything extra. When you have God's favor on you, if that person has the eyes and the heart truly of the Lord, you don't have to do anything to impress that person or that man for that matter. So she was taken to the king in the palace. And when she was taken, she was taken in the 10th month and the seventh year of the king's reign. And the king loved Esther more than all the other women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than any of the other women. She was, of course, chosen and crowned queen. And the king made a great feast, which he proclaimed a holiday in the provinces. And, of course, gifts were sent according to the generosity of the king. And he was very generous, very generous. So now we move to the plot. Now, while Mordecai was sitting within the king's gate, he overheard a plot by two of the king's eunuchs by the name of Bigthan and Teresh, who had become angry with the king and they were planning to kill him. And when the matter became known to Mordecai, he informed Queen Esther, of course, whom he had raised. And Esther informed the king of the plot. And it, the Bible tells us that Esther let the king know that it was Mordecai who discovered the evil plot against his life. See, this was the kind of woman that she was. You know, some people, they like to take credit for things that are not theirs. I mean, we, we, we see that every day. But Esther made certain to tell the king it was Mordecai who was the one who discovered the evil plot. Now she could have forgotten about, she was queen now. She didn't have to be bothered with Mordecai or anything like that, but she still remembered. It's always important to remember, especially when God places people in our lives, especially during a time when it is extremely critical and vital because in this day and age, it is hard finding good people, let alone to stand with you and by you or for you. So when you see God has blessed you with one of those types of people, hold on to those people. But oftentimes what happens when people become elevated, they forget the ones that God used to help them. It kind of reminds you of the scenario of Joseph in the prison where he interpreted the dream of course of the butler was it the butler yeah the butler and the baker well the baker his head was lifted off there was a cupbearer I'm sorry and the baker the baker was his head was lifted off just as Joseph said and the cupbearer was restored back to his position and all Joseph said to him please just remember me 
He didn't even remember Joseph until an incident took place. And then he remembered. But at least, thank God, he still remembered. You know, it had to, his mind had to be jogged in order for that particular event to happen for him to remember. But at least, thank God, he remembered because there would be people that, even though that incident would have come up, would still, like, ah, forget him. And when you do things like that, you, whether you know it or not, you kind of bring like a, a shadow over yourself. Because when God gives you someone, don't look at the person. Look at God. That was God. That was just the person being used. So when you turn your back, it's just as good as like you're turning your back on God because that was God's helper. Because there are many people probably that were in better positions that could have helped but refused to help. But God still found someone that was willing to be obedient to do what was necessary. And when you find that, you have to treat, cherish those people. I don't say you owe them the rest of your life. But cherish those people. Keep them in prayer. Check on them. See how they're doing. And this is what Esther was doing. She made certain to tell the king it was Mordecai. She didn't, you know, take any credit for herself. And of course, once Esther told the king, an inquiry was made concerning the plot that was revealed and it was confirmed that what Mordecai told Esther was indeed the truth. And the two eunuchs were, you know, that were conspiring against the king to kill him. Both men were hanged and it was written in the book of Chronicles in the presence of the king. So we come to the end actually of chapter one and two. But I have some info on Vashti. Now, when I started my podcast in 2017, as per the Lord, I believe it was my second episode. If it wasn't the second, it was the first because I had a pre-episode. So if it wasn't the pre, it was either the first or the second episode of this podcast right here. And I believe, if I remember correctly, the name of that episode was, What Are You Willing to Give Up? And I remember when God showed me Vashti. That was in 2017. I will never forget it. I was still living in the Caribbean. And that's where that episode came from. When the Lord started to show me Vashti. Oftentimes people are stuck with Esther or un-Esther because she was beautiful. She was lovely. I mean, we live in a society. Yeah, if you're beautiful and lovely, you know, the doors are held open to you. I mean, it is. But what people fail to realize, and this is something that the Lord had showed me, and I will leave a link in the description box for that episode. Vashti was a beautiful woman also. But she's often forgotten. And a lot of the credit goes to Esther. But before there was an Esther, there was a Vashti. And, you know, people need to remember that. And 
as I went in 2017 and I did the research on Vashti and I did research again, I started to learn some things about Vashti. So let's, let's take a listen here or a look. Queen Vashti was, of course, the first wife of King Xerxes, who was the king of Persia. And she was, at that time, the queen of Persia. And, of course, he sent her away permanently because she refused to honor his request. And for... And for... Some of those people or men like Memucan who have that type of spirit and that type of attitude that believes that, you know, they're God. In other words, what, yes, you know, I'm the man, what I say goes. And I've read the story of Esther at that point, I can't tell you how many times, but it never dawned on me to even think about Vashti. But the Lord helped me to focus on Vashti. Because many of us are Vashtis. We may not have Vashti's looks, but there are many of us who are like Vashti, who are overlooked. A lot of people, like I said before, always hail Esther as the hero. But Vashti also was a hero too in her own right. Okay, so let's continue. Ashaseras or King Xerxes I, reigned from 485 to 465 BCE. He served as the king during the late Persian to early Hellenistic period, which was the 4th century BCE. The Bible does not tell us the reason why Queen Vashti refused to come. However, it has been speculated that she was summoned to appear naked. That's what's out there. Now, do I know if this is true or not? I have no clue. But Vashti knew the rules of disobeying the king. So I have to believe there's something. It has to be something there. She, I don't think she just took it upon herself to ignore the request of the king, knowing that she could very well Forget about losing her position. She could very well have lost her life. So it had to be something for her to take that position. But no one ever tries to look that far because everybody's so focused on Esther with her beauty, which is, okay, she's beautiful, but so was Queen Vashti. And this is not to take anything away from, from Queen Esther. But the problem is too many of us are focused on the Esthers of life, the, you know, the beauty queens. And whereas... We forget the Vashtis. And if you ask me from the research, they were both equally beautiful. The only difference is, you know, one was from the King of Kings and the other one was from, you know, and then they were a pagan nation, in other words. They didn't, you know, believe their gods were something totally different. You know, as you see, they consulted wise men. It, it's not like the, you know, the people of Israel. Vashti... Let's say he did not tell her to come naked. 
as drunk as he was for six months, who knows? He probably did. But okay, I can't prove that because I wasn't there. But like I said, she knew the law. She knew the rules. And I'm sure when she refused, she wasn't even thinking about losing her position because actually she was about to lose her life, really. So for her to take that position, it had to be something. But for those that don't want to look deeper or just make an assessment or just a judgment, they would say, oh, she's disobedient. (laughs) But really, was she? And even if he didn't ask her to appear naked, Put yourself in Vashti's shoe for one second. Not even one, not even her shoes, one shoe. Your husband is having a feast, whatever they, you know, the men do when they're drunk, whatever. And here he is. I'm supposed to be his wife. And she's not just his wife. She's, she's the queen. And the queens, they were, um, when I did that research back then, they were trained as they were becoming to become queen, Vashti came from a very astute family and they were trained to carry themselves in a certain way. How would you feel if your husband with the boys busy drinking, drunk, like we said back home in the Caribbean, drunk like a bat. <laughs> I don't know what a bat looked like drunk, but you know, when the bat comes in the light, you can't see. So it's flapping all over the place. But anyway, and he wants, because you, 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 he may think you look like Holly Berry and he wants to display you to his friends, but he's drunk like a skunk. And so were the rest of them. And he sends for you and you being a decent woman. I'm not even saying Christian at this point. So if you're a Christian, you, you, Hey, you should, you should feel the same way, but she was not, but she was a woman that had dignity and she knew her self-worth. How would you feel? Would, I mean, to be paraded like a piece of meat around these drunken men. But of course, to someone with an ego, which the king did have, and so did his princes, the fact that she refused to come out and to allow herself to be degraded as a piece of meat, she was being disrespectful. According to Memucan. You know, and Mimikan was like, and I can't have this because maybe then my wife won't. Because <laughs> he was going to do the same thing to his wife. And you see, King, obviously King Zeres saw Vashti as a trophy wife. But she saw herself as more. The key is, how do you see yourself? How do I see myself? Despite what someone else may say, feel, or think think are you willing to go with the flow and compromise or are you willing to stand up even if it's going to cost you your life your position or your life and that's clearly what this was about she was not willing to be degraded now I am sure if it was under different circumstances and he had sent for Queen Vashti she would have appeared And to be honest with you, if I was Queen Vashti, and no, I'm not rude, and no, neither am I disrespectful. I'm just being real. If it was me, knowing the way I was raised by my grandmother and how the old heads raised us back in the Caribbean way back when, I wouldn't dare appear there because I'm telling you, I I would have not shown up either. 
even though it would have cost me my position or my life, I would have had to take a stand and say, you know what? I know I am worth more than that. And that's what she did. And I was like, wow. I never thought of it because everything was always Esther, Esther, Esther. But had Vashti compromised, would you or I know who was Queen Esther? No, because she wouldn't have been there. But for the fact that Queen Vashti was willing to stand up for her dignity. She knows she wasn't raised that way, you know, to be paraded around like a piece of meat. And she held her ground. But holding her ground, to them, she was disrespectful. I used to work in corporate America especially when I was living in New York. And if there was a woman who was the head and she's, you know, trying to do her job, you're known as a bitch. Mm -hmm, Those were the names they had for you. Now, when the man would do the same thing and worse, he wouldn't get those type of labels. It's, you know, now that's really something. Queen Vashti took a stand and she wasn't even, she didn't even know anything about the God of heaven, but yet she took a stand for her worth, her value. Even if it meant, you know what? I'm going to die. Even if it meant I was going to be dethroned and listen to what Memucan says, let her place be given to someone better than her. Esther wasn't better than Vashti. No, she wasn't. She was not. And neither was Vashti better than Esther. So let's continue here. And of course, as we know, the king later ends up regretting his decision. You know, when you put people in your marriage, when you consult people, you don't consult God, this is exactly what happens. You end up breaking something for for something that was so stupid because he had regrets because in reality he made the mistake it was him it was not her it was him but because the king could not go back on his word she could not be reinstalled so he had to look for a new king and that's where Esther came in but had Vashti compromised there would be no there would have been no Queen Esther, not in that seat, unless Vashti died. So sometimes, by some of us taking a stand, allows God to open the door to use someone else for his kingdom and his glory. And in this case, the person that was used was Vashti, a, a non-believer. And sometimes that's just the way it is. So if a non-believer can make a stand, but then what excuse do we have as believers in the body of Christ when we start to compromise? If Vashti, who, who didn't know God, could take a stand, but then we're supposed to be able to do the same thing. Now I ain't say go out there and, and try to be like, um, 
the women's lib and all that women feminism nonsense because yeah that's clearly of the devil but in the, in this case she did the right thing because her not compromising left a vacancy for Esther to enter for God's plan to take place because had Vashti compromised huh, there would be no Mordecai there would be no Esther or anyone else from that line, that 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 the, from 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 that bloodline, uh, not not necessarily the bloodline, but from that nation, from the Jewish nation, at least that was living right there in that in those provinces. Now, one of the things that I realized when I was doing this study on, um, I think I did another study on. On, on, on Esther on my podcast as well but it, it didn't focus on Vashti the first episode focused on Vashti but I believe I did another because it's, it's like going on four years right now um I did another episode yeah oh wait a minute that was for my YouTube channel oh my goodness yeah that's where it is where God started to show me some stuff concerning King Zerus and clearly King Zerus was not the wisest. He really wasn't. I mean, he partied for six months. I mean, he sounded like a rock star. I'm sorry. He just partied for six months and the servants, they could just do whatever they want, drink as much as they want. I mean, it clearly tells you he was like a, to me, he was like a grown child that had a title, but he had no discipline and and he, he couldn't even make a decision for himself. Now that was somebody to be married to. I'm telling you, and and imagine some being married to someone like that can't lead, but gonna tell you, I'm the husband. You're supposed to listen. So if he drags you into the pit, you gotta go into the pit with him. Yes, we are to obey our husbands. We we're supposed to. I don't have a husband, but um, we're supposed to. Yes, but that don't mean I have to allow him to lead me into the ditch. If he's going in the ditch, that don't mean I have to go with him. You know, a husband also has to be able to listen sometimes. Sometimes a woman might have something to say, you know, as long as she's saying it respectfully. But there's, there's some men, they don't want to listen. They, they mean they're the man, they're the boss, put the foot down. What I say is what goes, whether it's of God or not, they don't care. And in this case, it's a good thing that Vashti did go against King Xerxes' request. Even though it may have cost her the throne and her, you know, it didn't cost her her life. And the reason why it didn't cost her her life, because he came to his senses. Because in reality, I'm sure he realized he was wrong when he came to his senses. But if he was not wrong, if she was wrong, I guarantee you once he did come to his senses, he probably would have killed her. But she had not really done anything wrong. Now, when you look at the decree, of course, well, you're supposed to go to the king. But if it's going it, to... A good, a good example also is, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refused to bow down. Even though it was going to cost them their life. They like, we, we, they're like, listen, I don't care what you do with us. Whatever you... Our God will deliver us, but we are not bowing. And even if he doesn't, they said, we still ain't bowing down to you. Sometimes you do have to make that 
step. But for some, they'd be like, oh my God, they're being disrespectful to the king. No, it's not about the king. It's about the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So yes, if you ask me, Vashti too was a hero. And she was the first hero. Now, like I said before, King Zares, he was clearly not the wisest. I don't know, he probably inherited the position from his father, like, you know, was a brat, spoiled. But he had a heart. But he had too much of a brain. Or at least he didn't use it. And, of course, he would go on, of course, to further enact a ton of new laws that, you know, at the suggestion of others, without so much as even giving it a thought. He never gave those laws a thought. You know, great example, the decree of Haman, which we're going to get into the next segment, the next episode. He, you know, he signed off on that as well, which was another great example of Xerxes, you know, craziness of creating or signing off on laws at the request of others. He signed off on the decree of Haman, enemy of the Jews, without even realizing what he was doing, that what he was doing was going to affect his own household, his own kingdom. Now, according to the Jewish Women Archive, in order for Esther to become queen, she had to be what Vashti was not. She had to be obedient to the king's wishes. Esther is portrayed as docile and submissive. And it says here, however, in the end, Esther, like Queen Vashti, also defied the king's law. Queen Esther approached the king without being summoned, whereas Vashti refused to appear before the king when she was summoned. Just like Esther approach the king without being summoned for a reason, it's the same thing. Vashti refused to appear before the king when she was summoned because there was also a reason. Both Queen Esther and Vashti, both Queen Esther and Queen Vashti confronted men in power at the risk of losing not just their position, but also their lives. And guess what? They didn't lose their lives. Sometimes you have to stand up. Sometimes you have to. But know the difference of when you're standing up for what is right and when you're being disobedient. That's, that's the difference. Now, in my opinion, Queen Vashti, as I'm going to refer to her, like Queen Esther, was also very much a heroine. Vashti refused to be debased. She did not compromise. She wasn't even from a Christian nation, but she stood up for what was right. She refused to be degraded, even if it meant losing her position or even her life. Okay? Remember, Mordecai still had to coax Esther to go in. Because when he first sent message to Esther. She was like, if I go before the king, he going to kill me. Vashti didn't think about that. Vashti was like, I ain't going. <laughs> but after Mordecai sent back and said, <laughs> well, you think you going to get away because you're queen? 
you're you gonna get away. And he said, who knows? Maybe you're there for such a time as this. If you don't rise up, God will raise someone else up. Nobody had to tell Vashti that. Vashti was like, I ain't going. Because she knew it was wrong. She's like, no, I'm not going to degrade myself, even if it may cost me my life and my position. The question here is, why is it that the so-called church is quiet and afraid to stand up today for what is right? You know, we have got a whole lot of work to do. When I look at the church of today versus the church of the Bible, oh my goodness, we're so far apart that it's not even funny. Anyway, we have come to the end of the first part of the book of Esther in this series, which is, of course is entitled, For Such a Time as This. Okay, so I have some more notes here. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, continuing some of the notes with the history of Vashti. God showed me Vashti in 2017. Esther gets a lot of the credit, but you also have to give Vashti her credit. And one of the things that he did show me that had she compromised, Queen Esther would not have been there. Now, sometimes in order for God's plan to come to fruition, there has to be, you know, a will and obedient of participants who are not going to bend, bow, or compromise when it comes to wrong. I have missed out on a lot of things because I refused to bow. I refused to. When I was going through my loader bar, I could have been out of my loader bar years ago. I, I'm, I'm being honest. They were men that knew what position I was in. And they were like, come, we're we going to give you this, we're going to give you that. I'm like, you keep this and keep that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I never believed in taking shortcuts because that's the way I was raised. Now, like I said before, I know there are some... Memucans who will still say that Vashti was disrespectful and that the man is supposed to lead. A woman is supposed to obey her husband. And yes, the man is supposed to lead and a woman is supposed to obey, like I said before. But not when it goes against her dignity, principles, and most importantly, when it goes against God or his word. And quite frankly, King Ceres, he had a title, but he, he sure didn't, he didn't know how to lead because he always seemed to depend on others to make decisions for him. And oftentimes those decisions were very unwise and it almost cost, you know, cost him his own, it almost touched his own kingdom. That is until God stepped in. And changing that whole story and turned it around. Now, the question here is, who do you have in your ear? Who is talking in your ear? Who's giving you advice? Is it someone godly? 
Or is it someone out there in the world who doesn't have a clue about the will or the word of God? Think about it. And of course, I will leave these questions in the description box. So if you care to, you know, further meditate on them and, you know, answer them for yourself, you can do so. And I will also leave a link in the description box to the episode. I think that was like my first or second episode. So yeah, a little shaky, but yeah, nonetheless, it's there. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving your only begotten Son to die and drink from the cup of suffering on our behalf, that we may have life through the gift of salvation and have life abundantly through Christ Jesus who strengthens us and who died for our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. I did not choose a quote for this episode. I forgot to do so, but I'll read you the last quote from the last episode. And it reads, The great thing to remember is that though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not. Or here's an even better quote. For such a time as this. By Mordecai. So once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And indeed, if this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. Don't keep it to yourself. Share the gospel. Share the word. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com, Google Podcasts, CastBox. Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, Deezer, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. You can feel free to like, share, or subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast, which is a devotional podcast, which is also featured, excuse me, on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and Google Play, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. And if you like... You can simply drop me a line at arlenaflanders01 at gmail.com. You can also check out my blog at www.arlenaflanders.wordpress.com. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember, as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Have you accepted him? Be blessed.